certainly appreciate you guys tuning in as an audience and being with us every broadcast we do. Be sure to subscribe to the show. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss. Hit that bell notification button. You can also go to twitch.tv. We're giving away a lot of gaming codes and a lot of different gifts certificates to different things from Sixth Continent. Be sure to check that out. You can get details there. And also, you can go to chrisvosspodcastnetwork.com where you can see, I think, the six or seven different podcasts we have going on with book authors, with AI, uh, with uh, the chrisvosshow.com as well. Gaming, of course, we have there. Everything. You can go see it there. And, of course, the chrisvosshow.com. Be sure to refer the show to your friends, neighbors, relatives. Of course, we always have the best guests on the Chris Voss Show, so we appreciate your support. Uh, we have today Alexander Fleiss. He is the CEO of RebellionResearch.com, and he runs an artificial intelligence, or what some of you may know as AI, uh, investment firm and hedge fund. Uh, he teaches at Cornell Financial Engineering. He's guest taught at Amherst College for over a decade, Yale School of Management for four years, Rutgers Business School for two years. He's guest lectured, uh, lectured at U. Chicago Booth, Princeton, Columbia Business, Columbia Engineering, NYU Stern, NYU Engineering, and Harvard prior to funding RebellionResearch.com. This guy has done it all, and he's worked at KMF Partners LP, a, uh, a long, short U.S. hedge fund. Welcome to the show, Alexander. Welcome to have you today. Hi, Chris. Really appreciate it. Good afternoon. Sounds good. Man, you, you have a huge educational background. Of course, you teach as well. Yeah, no, I love to teach. Uh, it's uh, fantastic. Plus, it's the best way to stay uh, in touch with uh, the brightest minds of today. And, and technology is changing in so, many, in so fast and so, and so much. That's why I have people on the show is because they can tell me what's going on in the world and I don't have to keep up. <laughs> no. Oh, 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 no, without, without a doubt. I mean, you know, we have one of the biggest companies in the world, Facebook, that was really created by a 19-year-old, when you think about it. The entire premise of the company completely put together by a teenager. And so, you know, can the next level of machine learning be developed by 19-year-olds? Of course it can. Uh, you know, when you think about the top 1% of China, you know, that's what, you know, uh, 20 million people. You've got a 2 billion uh, population there. So they've got a lot of really smart people who are coming over here and uh, doing work that's turning heads. Yeah. And you guys have taken and developed investment algorithms and uh, basically built this company where you can take and uh, you guys use machine learning, AI, to take and figure oh, it's out. It's a great story. Let me. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, let me tell you, Chris. My, my, my partner, Spencer Greenberg, uh, was developing machine learning for the NSA and the CIA to do a smart document search for terrorists. The idea being that the CIA and the NSA wanted to come across potential terrorist subjects that were not on their network. And so this technology, this machine learning technology, would look at millions of documents in the Middle East, and it would find out that terrorist subject A and terrorist subject B lived in the same apartment complex as this unknown XYZ. And unknown XYZ also played in the same soccer league as terrorist Z and, and, and terrorist B. And so all of a sudden, this unknown, middle East unknown, becomes a known potential terrorist. That's actually what our machine learning was originally developed for. 
oh wow that's crazy man and then of course oh, uh, yeah suddenly a drone flies in and takes care of all that business oh <laughs> yeah no i you know uh what drones can do now is uh quite frightening i mean you know i i'm the generation that was influenced by 9-11 i lost a number of friends and one saturday i had two funerals in the same day That's so cool. i can tell you that uh it was you know really inspired um you know a, a lot of us to want to give back and my partner spencer uh you know really wanted to help in uh you know the, the war on terrorism and so that actually was a big catalyst for my partner to start working on machine learning which eventually I joined him, you know, afterwards. So, uh, you know, it, it's crazy how, uh, you know, the world can affect uh, our future. But um, without a doubt, 9-11, uh, without 9-11, we'd never have started this company. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing what's going on. And, of course, there's the implications of it. But what you guys are doing is using it for the benefit of investors to take and be able to find the best investments and search through uh, everything that's going on in the world of investments and identify different trends and things like that. Oh, yeah. Well, for our company, RebellionResearch.com, you know, we're managing, you know, from billionaires to, uh, you know, doctors, teachers, really anybody and everybody. Um, we're in 38 countries now. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's very easy. It takes, you know, 10 minutes to open up an account online. And, you know, we have a track record that has outperformed the hedge fund indexes consistently over 11 years. So we're offering hedge fund returns, not just hedge fund returns, but hedge fund beating returns, Chris, to clients in 38 countries, by the way, at fees that will out, uh, you know, for any fidelities or so whatever advisory fee you pay, we will beat it. Uh, you know, we're a platform. It costs us $5 to take on a new client, whether you're a $1 million client, a five thousand dollar client or a twenty million dollar client, it's uh, costs us no more than you know four ninety five, five ninety five uh, a year just in our, our platform fee, which is wow. something that uh, yeah. So it's extremely cheap for us to bring in a new client. Um, is that because and, you guys are uh, able to use the machine learning, the AI? It doesn't cost as much because the computers are doing all the chewing. Oh, exactly. Um, and so everybody goes on the platform. And so when if the AI decides that Kraft Heinz is a bad company. It sells Kraft Heinz, you know, for every account at once, and you know it's it's a very seamless uh, situation. So in, in making that decision, there was no human insight. Uh, you know, the system will look at you know hundreds of you know balance sheet and financial factors, and in fact, Kraft Heinz has been something the system has been negative on. I don't, I'm sure you you know saw over the weekend and last week there was some terrible news. And, you know, their, their business is not a place you want to be right now. Our yeah, AI does not dive. like packaged goods. No, yeah, our, stuck our AI likes, you know, whole, oh, yeah. You know, they're basically hyper-leveraged on packaged goods. When everybody wants fresh goods, it's all about fresh, fresh, fresh. I mean, Panera Bread, their entire thing is fresh. Everything McDonald's is doing is trying to get fresh. So when you have Kraft Heinz that comes along, you've got $30 billion of debt on top of a bunch of packaged products from the 50s. And you know what? Most millennials products, uh, unless it's three in the morning and uh, there's nothing else to eat. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, so, it's, it's really, you know, with the AI, oh, please go. Go ahead. So, well, so they the AI allows us to do, Chris. <laughs> oh, yes. It's so funny. funny. So, so they can open account at rebellionresearch.com. That's where you guys have your uh, website. People can go down there, open an account, 
uh, see the different things that you do, the university lectures, interviews, your press, Facebook, Instagram, uh, the details on your AI and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we post everything there. And we also run a blog series. We've got about 100 contributors, which wow. include a few other professors. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun thing we started. Um, it's really um, a purely research-driven. Uh, you know, it, it's really all about think pieces. Um, you know, there's no... You know, we don't do any advertising on it, so there's no, it's not a revenue-based idea. It's, it's just to, to tackle fun and interesting topics of today, you know, be it um, pollution in the Dominican Republic or, uh, you know, the reemergence of Kodak, uh, you know, as a printing company. You know, everyone thinks of Kodak as the, the camera company. Now they're becoming a printing company. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, oh, sorry. In lots um, of licensing, too. I think I, I see a lot of different cameras and stuff they've licensed their name out to. Um, so it, according to your website, it says our machine learning reviews a 24 historical database on 55 countries daily to call the next Greek debt crisis or U.S. financial crisis before economists, banks, and funds. So does it also chew up the data and consume uh, data on news as, on top of the, the trending and stocks and, and uh, what's going on in the investment world? Yeah, no, the AI is looking at, um, you know, auto sales and consumer pricing. And for instance, in 2009, our system was one of the first to get negative on Greece. And, you know, we were able to call the Greek debt crisis because our system saw, you know, a decrease in industrial output, a decrease in retail sales, and a valuation of the Greek markets that was more expensive than Germany or France. So, you know, people say, oh, you've got this very complicated machine learning. Yes, it's a very cutting edge technology and the technology to build is complicated. But the reasoning of what it does, Chris, is really very simple. You know, when it buys a company, it likes the industry. It likes the countries that the company you know, operates in. You know, for instance, it likes pet food, but it doesn't like packaged goods. And so, you know, what you get is a... a an economic, uh, an economic, economic robot mixed with a, a robotic investor. And so the AI is looking for the ideal economic spots globally and the ideal economic industries, those industries that are growing the most. And then it picks those companies whose valuations are the you know, best compared to their peers. So there'll be up to 200 reasons why we'll buy something. So if the system decides to buy Nestle, for instance, there could be 250 positive factors, which could span economic, uh, you know, e- even some political, uh, you know, you, you really uh, got so many different financial world. So it's not as easy as us buying, you know, small PE ratios and hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a really ever changing world. And within two to three weeks, uh, the global economy can shift significantly. Wow. And you guys monitor 73 countries. People can invest with you as low as $5,000. And you guys uh, basically set up a managed account with them. And uh, so in the case of like recently with uh, the Heinz company and Robert Kraft, uh, does I think I just conflated two different companies with Robert Kraft. Um, does Do you, do you guys pick up on the news of that first? And then the, the computer goes, whoa, there's some some dark news coming that's probably going to affect the stock. Is that how it works? 
No, well, actually, Howard, we, we do monitor uh, the releases of the company, mm-hmm. but uh, the system puts together um, its ratings based on you know multiple years of performance. Mm-hmm. So the system has disliked Kraft Heinz for maybe six months because for the last two years, the system has seen a deterioration in the margins of Kraft Heinz. It's seen mm-hmm. that its business has become more expensive. It's seen that it, you know, it hasn't been growing. At the same time, Kraft Heinz debt has been going up and up and up. So it's essentially borrowing to pay the dividends it pays. It's borrowing to operate. And so it's not really generating much actual value and much actual earnings. And so our system has no emotion to it. So you know, Kraft Heinz has a wonderful name brand, one of the best around. The name itself inspires people to want to invest. But our, our AI just looks at the financials. It looks at the businesses. It sees you know, what packaged goods are doing. It sees all packaged goods companies are not growing anymore. It sees that their costs are rising. It sees that the stocks that are going up are fresher companies, companies that focus on fresh foods. Mm-hmm. So you know, when, it, when it decides it doesn't like Kraft Heinz, it takes a few years of data to come to that decision. You know, it could be just that your AI isn't a Patriots fan and could be vegan. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> you never know these funny. ai systems man they might be eagles fans or something you never know <laughs> oh, you know we're, we're getting very close to that point uh you know sentient ai five ten years away chris so it's uh you know maybe that maybe really, the ai is going hey man i'm not a patriots fan that uh, brady's won that super bowl way too many times so uh, you know it it, it, well, I'll tell you this, though. AIs are naturally aggressive, and AIs naturally like winners. So oh, actually, like a leaders fan, then. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, yeah, no, but, so, uh, uh, no, yeah. This, so. Is really, this is really amazing stuff. I, I trained to be a stockbroker back in the 80s, <laughs> just right before the the uh, Black Black Friday, Black Monday. Um, and... Uh, and that career, you know, went in the tubes when that happened. But uh, I was training to be a stockbroker, and back in the day, you of course you would read, you'd have these giant thick magazines that you'd have to subscribe to and <laughs> to flip through each one. And I remember back in the day, uh, the rule was if the PE ratio, the price earnings ratio, was over a, a quotient of fifteen, then that was like too much. It was probably time to back off that because it was, you know, maxing out like you're talking about. Uh, and but it was like you would have to go through the magazine and then you'd have to call the broker and or the, or the desk and you know all blah blah blah. And even when I did NASDAQ day trading in the uh, 90s, you know, you were I think I was level two NASDAQ, but you know, you still would get screwed sometimes by whoever the floor broker was at the New York Stock Exchange who had to execute your trade. So it went through like two or three different. I think two different levels of stuff, but this is really amazing what we can do now where you just have the computer crunch all the numbers and, and uh, do all the work for you munch all the data and uh, can probably super pull in out of stuff. I'm thinking about it this way. Our AI makes 10,000 factor decisions over a second. Wow. So the, the amount of data that's crunched, Mm-hmm. is simply it's it's staggering um you know it's too much for a human being mm-hmm. and it gives an edge to the ai um an, an economic edge that you know human managers can never compete with it's just data out there now yeah. human managers can still make money there, there are many ways to make money but it's becoming harder and harder because machines are learning how 
how to do what humans are doing. And there's so much data online. There's so much that's publicly available now. I mean, you know, when I was growing up in the 90s, like I said, you had to you had to go through all this work and expense to get the data, to research it, and you had to usually research it by hand. Uh, you know, literally, it was it was that newspaper print, newspaper uh, paper, because they, you know, they, and they'd send you this thick book, and you'd have to, you'd be reading through it going, what's this trend line? And, of course, by the time you got the magazine uh, from the stock reporting company, uh, you know, the data was like, I don't know, a week old or something. So you missed, you missed well, it's not, yeah. it, it's not just the ability, Chris, of the AI to take in the data immediately. It's also the, the reams of data, the amount of data we're mm -hmm. taking in every public company from Chile to Colombia, to South Korea, to France and Germany and Greece, every filing that comes in gets recomputed in the system. So that's a, you know, a pretty, pretty wide radar uh, in terms of what we can monitor. And we immediately recompute our global estimates based on new information that's coming in from 54 countries every single night. So wow. it's, uh, it's, it, it's a gigantic jumpstart. Um, but it also allows us, like during the January and December uh, you know, crash, to have confidence. The AI saw a strong economy. Mm -hmm. The AI said... You know, this is a passionate sell-off. Human beings are being scared. Ignore this. Mm -hmm. So we told all of our clients, ignore this. Everything will be okay. You know, yes, the market just crashed 25%, and it's very scary. But, you know, human beings are an irrational creature. So ignore this, and everything should come back to normal pretty quickly. Um, and that was one of the first things that got us um, a lot of press was our economic calls. Uh, That's awesome. Know, we were, well, we were very early on the 2008 mm -hmm. financial crisis, we actually entered 2008 expecting the market to drop 30%. Um, wow. And then in the book Dark Pools by uh, Wall Street Journal reporter Scott Patterson, uh, there's actually a chapter about uh, my firm. Uh, it's awesome. Where, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great book, by the way. You know, New York Times bestselling list, uh, one of the best quant uh, and Wall Street books around, Dark Pools by Scott Patterson. But it chronicles how our technology in early 2009 saw the U.S. economy was turning for the positive. And so everyone was still in this, you know, stock market crash, Great Depression mindset. And our system was selling defensive stocks and buying aggressive stocks. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, in 2009, we offered a total return of like 57%. Wow. Um, yeah, which was a, a monster return. Um, and, and that's another, you know, reason why, you know, we're preferable to the other robo-advisors. The other robo-advisors just buy you the S&P, you know, charge you a fee, and then that's it. We actually try and succeed at bringing in hedge fund beating returns to anybody, poor people, rich people. Uh, you know, we are an equal opportunity uh, company. And uh, like I mentioned, they can take and apply for an account that you can go to uh, rebellionresearch.com open an account you can do research on Alexander's company and uh, check it out and all that good stuff this is this is pretty interesting so what do you see the future coming for investing in AI and uh, what's going to come down the line are there improvements and different things you're going to see that uh, are going to make things even better I mean AI is just going to continually take more and more of the mm -hmm. investing universe, but it's going to take more and more of our society as well. You know, when you stop at a you know red light and you look over at a coffee shop, you'll be seeing you know robotic waiters and robotic uh, you know cooks. Uh, so you know, 
AI money management is just the tip of the iceberg for what's happening in the next 25 years. It's really going to be very exciting. Um, the entire economy is going to be uh, taken over by robots. Uh, it's really, it's going to be startling and very much like out of the Jetsons. Um, so with 5G, by the way, Chris, we're going to have flying cars very soon. That'll be awesome with the flying G. I've seen the, fl the 5G robot that uh, I can't remember where it was displayed at i think more congress or something but uh basically with 5g there's enough data going yeah my friend did that robot, robot actually really wow i'd love to yeah, have him on the, the yeah, show no oh yeah happy to yeah, yeah. ben goetzel he's <laughs> um he uh designed the ro a robot pepper uh which you know it answered questions at parliament mm -hmm. and ben works with singularity you and uh um yeah he's a really 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 cool guy he um he's the inspiration for that a uh, silly character on Silicon Valley, but he's a very cool guy, and yeah. you know, Silicon Valley took some liberties with it was, that. It but, was uh, amazing to watch the the robot working, and they're just running it over self-service, basically. Um, you know what's funny is for a couple months now, I've been running the joke where anytime one of my techno friends from Silicon Valley or wherever brings up 5G, and he's like, 5G's coming. Of course, we had that huge discussion during CES. Uh, and I think we're going to have more discussions during the NAB show coming here to Vegas about 5G because that's where we really get into the cellular. 5G is going to change the world, Chris. It's going to change yeah. the world. I, yeah. I hate to get uh, you know wonky and passionate, but what 5G is going to allow is going to blow your mind mm -hmm. from flying cars to automated cars. to 5G is going to allow the robotic age to come about. That's what it's going to allow. That's that type of instantaneous internet is going to change everything. I mean, from downloading you know, movies in two seconds to flying cars, because you have to realize that the big problem with flying cars now and automated driving now is you don't have as good internet. But if you can yeah. have you know, fantastic internet everywhere, then you know, uh, you know, the future is now. Uh, yeah. It's actually uh, 5G is going to change the world like nothing else has. So for months, I've been running the joke that anytime one of my friends brings up 5G, I go, you know what? Screw that. I'm holding out for 6G. And for months, I've had that joke because my friends always look at me and go like, you, you're just kidding, right? I'm like, yeah, it's a joke. It's, you know, it's, we, mm -hmm. 6G would be like 10 or 15 years from now. And yeah, uh, yeah, 10, so yeah, 10, 12 years. Yeah. Someone who claims to be the president of our country actually stole my joke, but he was serious. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. That was kind of funny, but that single. is my joke. I run around anytime somebody brings up 5G, I go, nah, I'm holding out for 6G. <laughs> but uh, I get a long wait if that happens. But no, that's that's really exciting and amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, if more, if more stuff can happen. Let me ask you this, because this is kind of an interesting conversation we have in the tech world. I'm sure you're aware of it, is how we make this conversion from going to uh, a world that's more automated and everything else, but we have this whole, you know, we have a huge problem in the center of our country where we need to retrain, re-job re these people, uh, get people, you know, move from an older economy, especially in some of the parts of the country that are still kind of working from a blue-collar aspect. Um, you know, there's even been talk about how, how much, you know, self-driving cars will impact people who drive vehicles or taxis, things of that nature. Uh, do you see us going through an economic dip and, and you see us in the need of, um, you know, I, I'm going to be talking today. We've got this new, you know, the Democrats have announced this green new deal. I'm like, hey, we really need a new jobs deal. We need a retraining of a lot of people in a lot of industries to be able to adopt and adapt to AI. 
um, and learn the new jobs from the job losses that are going to be created from this new technology uh, and putting people into a space where they can be retrained and otherwise. Otherwise, we're probably going to have a whole lot of people that are going to be left behind uh, as robots and AI take over. What do you what, what do you think about that? Well, you know, that, well, that's a huge worry, without a mm -hmm. doubt. And it's definitely uh, one of the top questions. And I like to bring up a, uh, you know, a story from um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm -hmm. If we remember, uh, Willy's father worked for a toothpaste company and automated their line and fired his father, but was doing so well that it brought him in to fix the robot that had replaced him in the first place. And the joke of that is that automation is actually going to create more jobs than it's going to destroy. Um, mm -hmm. People will have to go back and learn. Yeah. But this isn't you know, years of training. They can learn three weeks, six months. A lot of the companies will hire them even without the training. Yeah. And so, you know, McKinsey says that, you know, uh, AI creates three and a half million, uh, you know, vacancies over the next decade. Wow. You know, I, you know, McKinsey is the smartest consulting firm on the planet. And, you know, they have no, uh, you know, they have no dog in this hunt. So, um, but at the same time, it's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing all these companies. What happens is all of these companies come up with new services that we could never have imagined. For instance, mm -hmm. Uber could not have been created without the 4G network. 3G could not have been possible with Uber. So yeah. Uber is only inventable in, in 4G world. But then Uber created all these other jobs for the Uber itself. And so my point is that you're going to have all these services and companies that are created with all of our new technology that are going to need to hire people. And those jobs will pay more than the blue collar jobs. And so people will get retrained. Albeit, you know, from the new job, even before they're trained, but they will get retrained. And it doesn't take four years a person. It can be a few months. It can be a few weeks. You know, you can learn some basic programming languages in less than a month. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yes, people will get retrained, but they're going to get better jobs, making more money, and this country is going to be richer. So you see, you see with AI and automation and robots and things like that, we're just going to have faster turnaround. We're going to have more economy based upon the... Uh, the, the yes, more economy. For, the quicker time to uh, to go from manufacturing to uh, retailing a product or putting a product on the market. Uh, we're going to save time by uh, not having to do as much. I mean, clearly, from what I was talking about earlier, where you go through pages of uh, investment material and, and try and do a thing, where you guys are doing it just quickly within seconds, you know, processing you know billions of points of data, sort of thing. Um, the time that I've been saving as a human being is going to equate to a much better life experience. And Chris, there's about 100 million pe people in this country who love dogs, about 100 million people. Mm -hmm. And many of them, most cannot afford a dog walker. Mm. What if a robotic dog walker became financially practical for 80 million of those people? That's a lot of that company would grow and then have a lot of other companies related to it. That's a lot of jobs all of a sudden created for a market that never existed before because there was no price point. So my point is they're going to have whole new markets created from robots, AI, and 5G. Mm -hmm. So you think we're going to have more jobs? You think we're going to go through an economic curve? Or, or is, the, is, the, is that going to be resolved by 
just the, the the financial output of the AI and robots and stuff like that, being able to save us time and money so that we can put stuff towards better things or retraining when it comes down to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just going to be more efficient and more okay. economy. I don't the think we have is 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 there going to be a downturn in the economy before it as we go through a trough, or if it's just going to, you know, zip zap zoom, you know, and, uh, and the advancement will take care of itself. Nothing, nothing ever really zip zap zoom. It takes time. <laughs> uh, you know, we will have natural recessions. Just the you know economies, yeah. you know, they have their recessions. Uh, you know, we have our seven years of, you know, fat cows and seven years of skinny cows. Uh, it's just the way uh, life is, you know, but with a more diverse economy and uh, you're going to have fuse that, that last shorter amounts of time, uh, you know, plus you have to realize the greatest recession we had, the great depression was because there was no liquidity. We have entered a new world now where liquidity is something that everyone has decided will be ample. Mm -hmm. All the central banks around the world, have made liquidity very, very available whenever it's necessary. And so will we have a sustained depression? I don't think we're going to ever see a depression like we saw without a major event, be it a, a coup, a political takeover, you know, war. Um, what about, I think what our economy China's, is about to take off. What about Chinese developing... Uh, downturn. Uh, you know they've been cheating the. Uh, they've been cheating their GDP for I don't know, twenty years, building cities that no one lives in, uh, and it's it's starting to really catch up to them, and and they're starting to downturn, which could, you know, is the world's second largest economy and maybe the first world's largest economy here in the future. Um, uh, do you see that being a, a huge hit uh, coming down the pipe for us? You know, if China were to enter a financial crisis, that would definitely slow up this economy. Mm -hmm. um, would it push us to recession? recession? Maybe. Um, you know, but, you know, China, you know, we buy from China. That's the whole yeah. issue with the, uh, the trading gaps. So, you know, their problems won't affect us as much, you have to realize. Warren Buffett has a fun little uh, point. You know, when the U.S. gets a cold, the rest of the world gets the flu. Yeah. So, you know, if China gets the, an economic flu, you know, it might hit us a little bit. But like I mentioned, we you know, we're buying from China right now. We're keeping them in business. Um, what do you think about cryptocurrency and the future of cryptocurrency and maybe how it fits into what you guys are doing? Um, I think cryptocurrency is... Um, I, I, I gyrate between um, fraud and uh, amusing, you know, fraud. Um, you know, I, I think the Winklevi are brilliant guys who I grew up with and are very old friends of mine. And by the way, they are extraordinarily smart. And in my opinion, Mark Zuckerberg completely defrauded them out of, of the Facebook. But like uh, I, I don't agree with the, the Winklevi on Bitcoin. I'm not a fan of uh, alternative currency. Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting future way it goes. Um, and and uh, uh, anything else you want to talk about for the future and what you guys are going to be doing in it? Yeah, no, I mean we're just going to you know continue to uh, outperform the markets. Our rebellionresearch.com flagship global strategy is up almost twenty percent already in two thousand nineteen. Wow. Uh, yeah, and no, this is after we were flat uh, for two thousand eighteen. So um, you know uh, we naturally we are up. 
24 percent in 2017 so we've had a good you know few years here but we've also had a good 11 years uh you know the system has been around for a while and so yeah. the exciting you know world of ai is only going to let us become more and more powerful as a company um you know machine learns now chris so you know we can steal the best machine learning that google facebook and amazon are developing mm -hmm. Well, you know, being able to have a system that can buy and sell really quickly, especially when stuff comes up, like, you know, we we're talking about Kraft Heinz recently, um, where, where it can, you know, sell that instantaneously so you can beat. I know the stock took just a drubbing over the news um, and being able to enact that way on different stocks is super important. I remember sometimes uh, when I used to day trade, you know, if, if you're not up on the news, you, you, you can really take a drubbing. And by the time you get oh, to your yeah. computer, do your trade and stuff, you're just like, ah, oh, man, I lost a fortune. Sometimes you miss gaining a fortune. I remember one time buying a stock, and and uh, and I think by the time the trade executed, uh, I only made like fifty grand in like twenty minutes or something like that. But I could have made a hundred grand if it would have traded faster. And uh, I just you know missed it by minutes. Uh, and it was, uh, it's just one of those things. And so you can have AI computers that are doing these buying, trading and selling and, <clears throat> and, uh, spinning it out. Then yeah, it, it can make all the difference in the world because, uh, you know, when it's trading day, I mean, those nanoseconds count. Oh yes, they do. And, uh, you know, the ability to be a few weeks ahead counts as well. And also the ability to not be scared when others mm -hmm. are is a fantastic strength of the AI. That's one of the that's one of the things you always deal with as a uh, as an emotional day trader investor. If you're doing your personal investings, is the emotion gets to you, the mental game of it gets to you, and you sometimes make some really bad decisions. Uh, and and you're always operating. AI probably doesn't have the problem that humans do, where you have that uh, reputation of hindsight, where you're like, oh, if only I had done that sooner, I could have made all this money. And you know, you can see through your hindsight, but then. That emotion or, in, or or guilt affects your next buying decision, and you buy too soon, you screw it up. And so, the great thing about AI is it doesn't have that emotional basis where it can just it can just use pure logic. One of our best data sources yeah. is the past mistakes of our AI. Mm -hmm. So the AI learns from its past mistakes. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, that's one of the best ways that our AI gets smarter and stronger. I think I need a. I think I need to become an AI system in the future and have a chip put in my brain because I need something that makes me learn from my mistakes. <laughs> I think a, a, an AI insertable chip is probably you know something that'll happen in thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely think um, put it into your brain. I think you know, uh, you know, we can connect to your brain without being inserted. Um, yeah. You know, there's already apps that are using you know brain uh, thoughts to control. Uh, so it's um, it's it's actually technology that's uh, you know sooner than you think. That's actually uh, pudding. So if you can figure out how to put AI in pudding, you'll you'll have a you'll have a, a way to use my brain. <laughs> so uh, Alexander's website is rebellionresearch.com. You can take and check it out. You can go there and open an account. Anything more we need to know about uh, what you guys are doing over there? Oh, no, thank you so much for the time today, Chris. It was, uh, and, uh, yeah, go to rebellionresearch.com, open up an account, uh, ask us uh, for any information, and uh, you know, we're here for you 24-7. Sounds good. And uh, 
Uh, thanks to my audience for tuning in. We certainly appreciate you guys. Go to youtube.com for just Chris Voss. Hit that bell notification button so you get all the notifications of everything we're doing. You can also go to twitch.tv for just Chris Voss to see all the gaming giveaways we're doing, lots of codes, money, all that sort of stuff on the show over there. And also Chris Voss Podcast network.com you can go there and see all the different podcasts that we have on the show and you can take and hear them and of course you'll always hear great stuff on the chrisvossshow.com thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys next time